The Shy Chat Podcast. Stories that connect. Hello, Shy Chat Podcast listeners. Welcome to another episode of the Shy Chat Podcast, a podcast series featuring Chicago colleagues and their candid, inspiring, and often entertaining stories on how they pioneered their purpose at home or at work. For those who don't recognize my voice, I'm Nicole Benner, a director with our Ignition Center Chicago. To mark our 10th podcast, I have a special story for you. I had the good fortune to interview our very own podcast host, Peter Reinhold. Just who is our podcast host, Peter? We get into it from the beginning, when he was a KPMG intern, through his many twists and turns in audit and advisory, and his hopes and dreams for a top job one day. Peter also shares what he's learned from interviewing our nine podcast guests and why, when opportunity knocks, like being a podcast host, he absolutely says yes. Hi, Peter. Uh, We thought we would do something different uh, with this episode of Shy Chat. And for the 10th, you know, month anniversary. We thought we would honor you and do a short interview with you in the hot seat. Um, To get us started, Peter, would you mind giving us a one to two minute background of you, um, how you got to KPMG, where you've been since, and what you're currently up to? Sure. Well, thanks, Nicole. It's uh, it's fun to be on the other side of the microphone here, so to speak, (laughs) for once, but... um, yeah, so I, uh, I first was connected with KPMG my sophomore year of college uh, on campus at Notre Dame, and I did one of those sophomore leadership programs. Um, I think it was called Discover at the time. I, I know they kind of name changes from time to time. But uh, I did this in, like, what was TNR at the time, now Deal Advisory. Got to know the firm, did it in the Chicago office, and ended up getting an internship offer, um, but my double major was German. So I actually studied abroad my second semester, and the German school is a little different. So it was probably February through end of July. Uh, so I wasn't actually able to take the internship during the proper time. However, I did get connected to the KPMG office in Berlin and did like a two-day thing there, which was uh, very interesting but also quite challenging trying to struggle along in, in German only. I think they got a kick out of the American kid there uh, speaking in some broken German. That's great. Um, so you have had kind of a storied path through KPMG. So after your internship, where did you land when you started full-time? Yeah, so then uh, applied, coming back from Berlin, it ended up working out that I applied into the forensics program within risk consulting, and that opportunity came with an audit rotation. So when I started in August, I spent a few months in forensics, then started with all the first years in October in audit. Um, so I did six months forensic, six months audit, um, and actually did a third audit rotation um, with, you know, with Adam Schlesinger actually presented an opportunity with a company out of Denver that had two uh, transactions in the Bay Area in Seattle. Uh, at that point, I'd always been interested in transactions, had an opportunity to get out there, work with him, and uh, sneak a little skiing in when we weren't working on Sundays. That's great. I That's just so, you know, quote, Peter of you, for sure. <laughs> um, full disclosure, Peter and I have worked together for, what, 
seven years now. So. How long have you been? Seven years? Yep. Six years, I and think. And so, six years, okay, <laughs> I won't age you. Um, so what are you currently doing now? Yeah, so then after the audit forensics rotation, I actually spent a few months in CIO advisory on a job and then huh. uh, eventually transferred to deal advisory. So I've been there since uh, late 2017, uh, mainly working on uh, larger transactions. Excellent, excellent. Thank you um, for that background, Peter. And again, full disclosure, Peter and I have worked together for a long time, um, served as a, a mentor for a few instances in Peter's career, so mm -hmm. I, I maybe know too much. Um, at this point, but um, I'm, I'm really interested, Peter, in I've heard a lot of positive feedback on you as a podcast host. Like I think mm -hmm. if deal advisory doesn't work out, you have, you have a career um, in podcasting <laughs> from what I've heard. I don't know about that. <laughs> you have met 10 new people at KPMG um, in your role as the podcast host. Uh, what have you learned so far? Yeah, it's been quite a interesting experience. Something uh, kind of a project that you know Erin Bailey started that I kind of have assisted with her along the way. I think the the first thing that kind of jumps out at me is just the diversity of our workforce, and the, not only what people do at work, but what they do outside of work. Um, yeah. But as one of my podcast mentors, Joe Prospero, told me is that there is a power in silence. And I think that's kind of one of the things that I've been trying to embody as a host is not make the podcast about me. I want people to tell their story and really be able to share their experiences without me making the podcast about me, right? If you don't know that I'm the host, that's kind of a good thing in my perspective. Like, they talk about a good football yeah. game. It's a game where you forget that there's referees there, right? You don't want the podcast host to try to steal the light. So it's a way that... Interesting. Um, I've been, yeah, that, I, I think it's a way for them to tell their story and, you know, elicit a story. I think, I think uh, anecdotally, one of the things that's also been interesting is seeing how humble our people are. I mean, I'm thinking of a specific podcast with uh, Eric Haas, who's, a, you know, it, 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 for, for lack of a better term, a decorated war hero. And he's spent time in yeah. Iraq and Afghanistan and all over. And he's telling stories about, going into buildings with, um, you know, known terrorist leaders inside and has Humvee being shot with uh, rockets and jumping out and just heroic stuff that he just thought yeah. was, you know, he, he didn't even, he didn't thought was either normal or didn't even want to speak about it. So that's been pretty cool to uh, hear stories like that. So, I mean, my next question was going to be, which was your favorite to record, but you, you seem to speak about Eric was, are there any other podcasts that you really took something away that you can uh, apply to your day job or to your personal life? I think with the podcast, we end up launching it right as we we're going to a remote working style. So a lot of people probably think this was something that was launched because of the COVID-19 pandemic and helping with connectivity in the office, which it really has. Mm -hmm. However, Aaron has been working on it, and, and so have I for a number of months ahead of time. So the, our first recording was after Lucas, and that was actually in the KBMG Story Lab with some proper equipment. I felt like a, a real-life podcast host, and we had actually just gotten the microphones 
right as we've gone to the remote way of working. So I still have a special place in my heart for that first podcast with Afro Lucas, talking about when she was growing, grew up at the foothills of Mount Kilimanjaro and the adventure she had and then going to, to Germany and then coming back to the U.S. and having such a successful career in Chicago and starting the PAC Network. That was, uh, that was, that's the one that still holds a special place in my heart. That's great. I know. I've heard her story, too, and it's so unique and it's so inspiring. And so I'm glad that the Chicago office got to experience that with her as well. You have an interesting journey from intern to KPMG podcast host. I want to spend a little time with you talking about how you got started with what many would describe them as extracurricular activities. So, you know, maybe you could talk a little bit about how you got started with some of these extras. Sure. So uh, right when I joined the firm, I feel like you come out of college and you're involved in a million different things and you want to make your resume perfect, but you come to the firm and you now just have your job. So I was kind of always looking for something a little more than just your day job. So when I'd have downtime, um, I would kind of pursue different activities, uh, one being KFFL, uh, which I actually spent a lot of time working with you on, Nicole. And then when I started on that auto rotation, I got involved with what was a new program at the time, K-Class. And that's uh, yeah. the KPMG's Commitment to Leadership, Achievement, Success, and Service, our first-year orientation program that turns into a second- and third-year development program focusing on social and community activities. Um, and, and, and I always wanted to just it was really the idea of giving back more. I always wanted to prioritize giving yeah. back, whether that was community service or education and mentorship, which was more the K-class side of things. Um, and, and now that I was in, quote, unquote, a real job in Chicago at KPMG, I didn't want that giving back to stop. Yeah, it, it's interesting that you likened it to a college application as something that <laughs> enhances your marketability. Um, because I do agree with that. I, I think it's definitely built your brand far beyond. I mean, Aaron probably wouldn't have thought of you for podcast posts had you not had this brand that was outside of your day job. So I think what would be really beneficial to the audience is to really understand how you recognized that those opportunities were good opportunities when some other people may have passed them over um, based on time constraints or, you know, what have you? Well, Nicole, if you know me, which you do, uh, <laughs> I do have a difficulty saying no to pretty much anything, as my wife would say probably. Okay. I, I need to start saying no a little more. No, just which, kidding. But, we love that okay. about you. We love that. <laughs> um, yeah, so I do have difficulty of saying no. But on a serious note, I think the thing that, attracts me most to a lot of these opportunities is the ability to build a, a new relationship and potentially people outside of my service line or my typical day-to-day going-ons, uh, going, going ons, right? So when I first started the forensic group, getting involved with KFFL introduced me to people in the office managing partners, like, you know, office and the line. I got exposed to other leaders and other service lines, and some of those connections even help me to make transitions to other parts of the firm. Uh, but I think it's just prioritizing those relationships and getting, it's almost a, it's a new opportunity to pursue these relationships and you never know what's gonna happen when you, when you say yes to something new like that. 
So Peter, you referenced the power of saying yes, not really knowing, just kind of jumping in feet first, not knowing where it's going to lead. What has been the most surprising outcome from that mentality for you? Good question, Nicole. I, there's, a, there's a couple that come to mind, but the one that's on the top of my mind right now is the opportunity I received a couple of years ago to be the MC of the town hall, where uh, Leah Douglas came to me and asked about, and Aaron, and, and actually you, I think, all kind of mentioned like that we had this opportunity, instead of doing the quote-unquote voice of God, we wanted somebody to be an actual MC. And uh, I'd never emceed anything before, and it was going to be in front of the whole office in a huge theater. And, yeah, and, and you're like, well, you can kind of write your own script if you want, which I ended up doing with a little bit of guidance, of course. And that was something that I never really thought I would end up doing. I never thought I'd have that kind of an opportunity. I mean, I remember being in backstage and seeing my name on one of the dressing rooms like I was some sort of movie star. I mean, that was <laughs> kind of surreal, probably a little overly, overdramatic as well. Quite a remarkable opportunity. It's something that I really value. I just like, it, it never, and it's never something you would think about when you join a, a public accounting firm, that you'd be the MC at a, at a nice stage in Chicago. Yeah, I, I certainly, I could never conceptualize that. I mean, when you tell your friends or family about this, are they just like, what is that? How do you figure this out? How can I aspire to be Peter Raimholt? <laughs> yeah, they kind of laugh at me about it and be like, my, my, one of my best friends at home is always like, you always find yourself in situations like that. Or he's always kind of, uh, he knows my, my saying yes. I always started at a young age and how I kind of maybe lucked myself into situations like that. Absolutely, absolutely. So, I mean, given that you're always saying yes, it means that you juggle a lot at KPMG, like, again, in addition to your day job. So what kind of keeps you motivated and keeps the engine running that keeps you giving back to, you know, KPMG staff and other professionals, the community, um, et cetera? So I, I don't think this is an original quote from my mom, but I've heard it from my mom growing up all the time. And she always said, to who much is given, much is required. I believe it might be from Luke mm. and JFK might have said something. but. I feel like I've been given a lot of opportunities pre-KPMG and now at KPMG. I've had a number of great mentors, including yourself. Um, people have invested their time in me, and I want to now do the same thing. And that's why mentorship is so important to me. That's why I love getting back to campus a couple times a year to recruit new people, new great KPMGers. Uh, and that's why I want to spend time with others in the community that are that have the most need, that are at the most risk. For instance, uh, over during this pandemic, via the leadership of Sam Rice, we've been spending some time in the Auburn-Gresham neighborhood. So we were working on a couple of different pop-ups where we helped distribute meals and food to some of those families in the greatest need that, don't, that were furloughed or lost their jobs or just were in such a tough time. So it was very fun to go back and you know, use my time, energy, and effort during this time to really give back to people that are being seriously inconvenienced, not just like myself that is missing yeah. going to restaurants, like the serious problems in our community. Yeah. And I guess along those lines, although I, you know, didn't send you this question in advance, but I'll just 
put you on the spot. I've had a couple of life-changing opportunities in the community via KPMG, and I'm just wondering if, if you've had that eye-opening experience that keeps that motor running and keeps you going back for more, um, something that really sticks out in your mind. I think the thing that's been very impactful is the power of, of books in families and books in, in the, our youngest children in the community through KFFL, and um, I'm also on the associate board of Bernie's Book Bank through my KFFL yeah. connection and, and Leah Douglas again. That's been important to be part of the book packing experience and getting the books in mass in the heads of kids, but also being there when you're actually handing the books to kids, seeing them, exchanging the books, starting to read, tell stories, and learn about things they maybe never had the opportunity to learn about or never experienced. That's pretty yeah. powerful to see how their eyes are almost opened up in a new way via books. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you, and I think we are very fortunate to have those experiences um, through KPMG and other relationships that we have. Um, just switching gears for a, a moment here, because we've talked about your journey through KPMG as your professional mm -hmm. career. We've talked about your journey with your extracurriculars. It's interesting to me because you've reinvented yourself a lot of times here, and mm -hmm. I'm just wondering if there's something, what is it about KPMG or the people here that's kept you, you know, within these four walls versus four virtual walls um, mm -hmm. <laughs> versus going somewhere else because there are a lot of opportunities out there. I think KPMG has really provided me um, an opportunity to diversify myself. Um, it's afforded me a lot of different opportunities to get involved in things I maybe n never would have had the exposure to. Uh, yeah. I've been able to, maybe through that, build a strong network, and that network has made it attractive to stay. I've been able to meet a lot of awesome people and made like a lot of my closest friends through events, through either you know, my day job at KPMG, any one of the risk consulting or audit or deal advisor or others, or through extracurriculars like KFFL or K-Class or recruiting, uh, that's been something that really holds me dear to KPMG because it's never a firm that I've been looking to go outside of. Everything that I've been looking yeah. for, if I want something to give back a little more, feel like I'm being more impactful in the community, well, I've been able to, I can dig into KFFL and carve out more time for that. If I want to professionally work on large-scale transactions and help build value for our clients, well, I've been able to do that. And I've been able to do that with a couple yeah. different lenses, whether it was the more risk perspective, auditing, learning a lot of my foundational skills, or moving to the deal perspective. Uh, or, or even if it's something where I, I want to give back to people, build, build up some community even at, you know, you know, at the, even above and below, but especially the new people that come into the firm give them an opportunity yeah. to lead, empower them the way I was empowered. Yeah, and you always have been a very empowered person, which is like a very admirable quality. So I'm, I think it's awesome that you're being a steward, you know, of the people below you and doing that. I, I do remember the first time we kind of laid a, a leadership opportunity on you. We're like, okay, you own the subcommittee, <laughs> plan everything. It's all your decision, and, and you really just, took it. You know, there was really not a lot of trepidation, which, which was really cool. 
and also selfishly helped us out a lot um, <laughs> with that respect. So that's that's great. And and along those lines, like what's next for Peter Rainholt? Well, I think right now, if you'd asked me what's next, it might have been a different answer three or four months ago. But uh, I think it's it's been tough, and it's easy to feel bad for yourself during this remote environment. I think everyone's got yeah. something that's been inconveniencing them, or I, they, I wish I was doing this, or I really want to be doing that. You know, July 4th plans, hopefully people are able to have some fun, but typically those plans were a little bit different than they would have been in, in, a, different, you know, in a different year. The, I'm trying to get yeah. back to like, my roots and like, what, I'm, what I really want to focus on, what's important during this time. And that's really been kind of what I've echoed this whole podcast, which is mentoring, especially during this remote work environment reaching out to my mentors, connecting with like my mentees especially that are maybe feeling isolated or really need help during this time as we get to close to year end or it's been three, four months of, of being remote and we probably have a few more months to go. Trying to keep the connectivity in the office, the part that's you know, helped me fall in love with KPMG, the community we have, the amazing yeah. people, and trying to foster that. Do you have any tips for our listeners on what's been successful for you? Asking for I'll a friend. You, yeah, I'll tell you what, it's not easy. It's not as intuitive as maybe it is in uh, a non-virtual work environment, a quote-unquote normal. Yeah. As, as you know, I'm, I'm more of an extrovert, so I really like the human interaction of being around people and going out and grabbing lunch when I'm in the office or getting yeah. coffee or just passing by your desk. And that's unfortunately not an option right now. So you're gonna, it's going to have to be a, a pointed effort. And what I try to do is I try to you say, okay, one or two people each week I'm going to reach out to that are new folks that I haven't caught up with. So yeah, could be my mentor, could be my mentee, could be someone in my group that I heard in a call that, that I would just want to catch up and heard something interesting. Oh, like I heard you're in, you know, doing X, Y, Z. Um, or it's just someone that I haven't talked to in a while, some yeah. old person on an engagement or a prior job or anything, right? It's just trying to, you know, build up. And I think, I think of it not as maybe more of like a self, selfish but also selfless perspective, right? Because you want to keep your, your network fresh. But also I've got, a, I've got a, a story of someone I was reaching out to about something engagement-wise, and she was very clearly having a bad day. And we just kind of yeah. talked and shot the breeze a little bit about this and that and, like, you know, laughed about an old memory. And, and, and afterwards, it was really became very clear that she needed that call and she needed someone to, to, to reach out. And I think that's yeah. – you don't, you don't really know what other people are going through. So I might be having a bad day, but it's probably not that bad a day in the grand scheme of things. So reaching yeah. out can absolutely build your network and help with, you know, keeping fresh during this time, but also for the, the, the individual side of things, I think it's important to just reach out to your friends and reach out to those that you haven't been able to keep in contact with as much. I love that. You've inspired me to reserve like an hour each week to do that. So without the pandemic, career aspirations, is OMP still on the table? I think we need to know. Oof, putting me on the hot seat here, huh? <laughs> well, yes, watch out, watch out, Linda, I'm on Yeah, I mean, in, in the spirit of, 
of being transparent, you know, since that first or second year at the firm when we talked, that was always something that was appealing to me. Uh, I think yep. LMP is a, a cool position where you get to promote and walk the walk the walk and you know li, li, live the walk and walk the talk or whatever the expression is about firm yeah. unity, right? You know, truly one firm, audit tax advisory, BPG, under one roof, and creating that office culture that I've spoken about previously as well about an office culture of mentoring, of giving back, of high quality client work, and I think the LMP yep. is in a unique position. Uh, to build that and with my background so far, only six years in, but of being within risk consulting, management consulting, audit, and then now in deal advisory for at least some time, I can speak to that KPMG culture that we have and it really is special. It really is unique and it is cohesive and it's the kind of people that we want at KPMG are being hired into all of those groups. So yeah. that's something that I think is really special and uh, I think being the, the office lead is a, a pretty cool way to build that culture and uh, kind of give back yeah. to the community. Well, Peter, we'll talk to you. We'll check in again in 15 years in the next <laughs> podcast and say, how close are we to OMP? You never know. You never know. <laughs> well, it's going to be like uh, the cassette tapes, and nowadays it's like, what are we going to be listening to this podcast on? Record player? That is exactly right. It's just going to kind of just be pumped into our homes just somehow. <laughs> um, so, Peter, thank you for letting us get to know our Shy Chat podcast host a little better. I, I really want to end with a lightning round of questions that I did not prepare you for. So these are totally off the cuff, whatever comes to mind, and I think they're pretty unique. That's how you do a lightning round. That's right. All right. All right. Okay. How long would you last in a zombie apocalypse? Oof. How, uh, how severe is it? It's an apocalypse. It's quite apocalypse. severe. Ooh, I'd say probably say a couple months. I kind of grew up with a scout's background. My dad's kind of a... He's quite a good outdoorsman. I think first key is get out of Chicago, get to some rural areas, and I, okay. I wouldn't be the first to go. May not be the last, but I'd say top quartile. Okay. All right. Excellent. Good answer. <laughs> I agree. I concur. Okay. What did you think was really cool as a child that really isn't cool now? <laughs> I was actually just being made fun of this for about about two weeks ago by one of my buddies, Houston. Uh, but I think that uh, street sweepers are really cool. I think when the street sweepers would come by the house, I'd always run out. I'm like, oh my gosh, street sweepers are awesome. And now I got I just moved up to Roscoe and Racine, so now the street sweepers have like Cubs logos on them. So I'm like running out to my balcony to watch the street sweepers, and uh, yeah, I think that's not very cool objectively. <laughs> Uh, I would agree, but it still sounds like you think they're cool, which is pretty cool. <laughs> no comment. A great answer. <laughs> great answer. Okay. If you had a theme song that played every time you walked onto a client site, what would it be? Well, unfortunately, I think it may be a bit obnoxious, but the one song that's kind of my theme song and the theme song of a lot of people from Buffalo is shout you know 
top-notch Bills touchdown song. We didn't hear it that much growing up, but now we hear it a little more. Playoffs two of the last three years. We get people very annoyed, but we could talk about Bills, being true ourselves, and getting excited. You know, Bills make me want to shout, and that's kind of the attitude I want to bring in the client site. Get people excited and uh, keep the keep positive vibes flowing. If KPMG had a day held in your honor, the Peter Rainbolt Day, what would you have everyone do to celebrate? I think we start the day off with a, with, with a morning of service of some sort, whether it's, I mean, literacy is important to me, but giving back to community. Probably a, a lunch, some sort of networking lunch, kind of build some community. In the afternoon, I think you give people the option of what they want to do. I, I always, as a, as a more of a hands-off leader, I want to allow people to be creative. So whether they want to do service or whether it's a men- another mentoring event or whether it's going and, you know, working on something that they believe is important, I think that would be good. And then we'll finish it off with a happy hour. Love the social events. Love building, you know, building my network in outside of the office as well. Love it. Okay. All right, and then lastly, what are you currently watching on Netflix, Hulu, HBO, Disney Plus, you name it? I think I may be one of the only guys that's watching less TV during uh, quarantine than, than more since, right. since my wife is a big book reader. But I tell you what, one of the things that I've been very into is uh, Billions. I know I'm a few behind, right. but... I, I love that. I love how you got the political, you got the business, a lot of scheming behind the scenes. I think Billions has been been pretty good this season. Well, thanks, Peter, uh, for opening up to us and giving us a little bit of insight into um, our podcast host. Uh, everything you do is so appreciated in the Chicago office and beyond. Uh, so I want to thank you for that, and thank you for being a good sport with our lightning round, and uh, hope to see you in the office again soon. I appreciate it, Nicole. Thanks for uh, for being the host and asking the good questions, and uh, it was a lot of fun. So, thanks again. Thank you for listening to the Shy Chat podcast. For more information about Peter's story, or if you'd like more information about KFFL, K Class, or any of the other activities that Peter's involved in, please contact him. If you like what you heard, spread the word. And if you or someone you know has a great story that you think we should hear about, please contact Aaron Bailey at ebailey at kpmg.com.